0: habit stacking and temptation building hold up is that adding more stuff to my plate how is that going to help me out come on inside and listen in as mindy hebner breaks it all down it's time for the growth strategies cafe podcast designed specifically for female online business owners I'm your host, Teresa Cleveland, and I believe we can all make a difference in that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's be real though, growing an online business isn't always easy. It definitely doesn't look sexy all the time. And it's one of the most fulfilling endeavors you can take on. There are no secrets to building a successful business. There's just the stuff you don't know yet. And we'll be talking about it all here in the cafe. Whether you're on your way to six figures or beyond, you are in the right place. So grab your favorite beverage and pull up a chair. Let's get to it. Hey, it's Teresa Cleveland, and today, once again, we're delving into one of my favorite places, our minds. I find it so fascinating that while our mind is trying to protect us, it often ends up becoming self-sabotage, and Lord knows there are no shortage of ways that that shows up. So I'm grateful that Mindy Huebner is back to share a couple of tactics to help us increase our awareness and become more successful. I trust that you'll get what you need from it. Oh, also great news. I've invited Mindy to join us once a quarter to share her brilliance and help us master our minds. And she has graciously agreed. So there's something you can look forward to as well. Let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. All right, Mindy, you're back. And I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me back. Absolutely. I I can see you coming back on a regular basis. So I just want to put that out there. I would love that. (laughs) For you and everybody listening, because so much we can talk about in so many ways to help female online business owners do their thing and work towards their highest good. So today we're talking about habit stacking and temptation bundling. I have to say when you said this to me, I was like, what the hell is temptation bundling? I've heard a little bit about habit stacking. And I had not heard not one peep about temptation bundling. So can't wait to get into that. You want to start with habit stacking? Or where do you want to start?
1: They're actually gonna they're gonna cross over. So I would love to, in all transparency, tell everyone what you said to me. I read about habit stacking and that ain't for me, Mindy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "Uh, I read about it, but I just don't think that's for me. So it just seems like a lot. I've got 152 things to do in a day. Mm -hmm. And now I have to do this thing and remember to do this other thing behind it. And let's face it, we've got procrastination in there. Sometimes it's just like, I just don't want to.
1: Exactly. So, we're going to talk about habit stacking and temptation bundling, and they're going to like interweave with each other. And some people are going to, oh, temptation bundling is going to be where I'm at right now. Like, that's going to fit the need. Other people are going to say, habit stacking is what's going to fit the need. James Clear, Atomic Habits, Habit Stacking. Like, this is not my brainchild, although I teach it and train it and live it all the time, as well as Charles Duhigg. If you haven't read his book, Habit, something. Uh, so it was the very first book I ever read on habits. Charles. Charles Duhigg, D-U-H-I-G-G, I believe. And I can't, I'm looking at all my books on my shelves. I can't see it.
0: We'll find it and put it in the show notes. Incredible! It was the very first
1: book I read on habits mm, many years ago. And it was like, oh, this is why our brain does what it does, kind of a thing. And then Atomic Habits, James Clear, hands down. Read it every year. I have it on audio. I have the actual book highlighted. I know you can't see it, but there's literally a bookshelf right here, and it's right there <laughs> because I go to it. I love it so much. He's clear, James Clear. He's very clear about things. That's I love where that.
0: I read it. That's where I read about it because I thought, oh, Atomic yeah. Habits, this is going to be great. So I got the what is it, Audible, yeah. and I. It was just like, oh my God, stop talking. (laughs) Uh, but Kiana my youngest daughter is reading the book or maybe she's just finished it she really enjoyed it and it seems like her style like that seems like something she can do
1: okay so just to remind everyone in case they haven't listened to a past episode uh with me and if you haven't get to getting because the past episode was really good too (laughs) our brain deletes distorts and generalizes based on what we believe so if we believe that we can't control our habits or we can't get things done or we believe that we're overwhelmed. Your brain will show you proof of that all the time. As a matter of fact, when I say deletes, it will even delete proof that you've gotten to the contrary, that you actually can create a really good habit in your life, that you can be a woman who follows through, that you can. It will distort like a funhouse mirror, right? It will distort. It will have you remember things in a way that they didn't actually. Deletes, distorts, and generalizes based on your beliefs. So it can be a superpower for you, right? It can be super. empowering it can be super disempowering so just remembering that about our brain that it works that way so when we talk about habit stacking that is a habit that i already have bringing in one smaller habit to do at the same time so the reason why this feels so for some people so efficient so good so simple to implement Is because I already have the habit of spending 15 minutes with a cup of coffee in the morning. It's already a habit. So I'm already doing this thing. If I bring in another fulfilling habit during that time and start practicing that, I already have the sacred space. See, that's the thing about a habit lots of times is it's already got the sacred space from me. So I have this sacred space of 15 minutes with my cup of coffee and I'd really like to start a gratitude practice. I'd really like to journal for five minutes and I'm just not making the time for it. I'm just not... So what if I brought it in during that time instead? What if I started a gratitude practice then? What if I thought of three things as I'm sipping the coffee, as I'm pouring the coffee, as I'm choosing the mug, what I get to decide, right? It's my habit. What if I just was like gave the one, two, three of what I'm grateful for today or you know how I feel grateful or if I wanted to add in a gratitude practice? That's a really simple way to have it, Stack. You're already doing something that you enjoy. See, that's the whole thing. It's a habit that you want to have. And so adding another habit that you want to have gets to feel really good, not overwhelming, not like, I don't want to add another thing to my list. Temptation bundling might be better for those feelings about wanting to add in something that you really feel like needs to happen in your life, but it's not happening because you're procrastinating, because you're doing stuff. So habit stacking, it's about efficiency, honestly. You're already doing something. You've already set the space. So what else could happen in that space? And for me, that's the easiest example. That was 15 minutes in the morning with coffee, putting my gratitude practice. In. It's literally a stack that I did myself. That's why I use that one as an example.
0: So what my brain did while you were talking... <laughs> Was, okay, totally can do the gratitude because I'm doing it. I don't have to do anything else. Now, when you talked about journaling, maybe five minutes of journaling, there's that part of me that says, whoa, hold up. I really, this is sacred 15 minutes and I love this time and I don't want to infringe upon that.
1: Okay, okay. And this is all about, is this a habit that I want to incorporate as well? So you've got this 15 minutes of sacred time that you don't want to change. You know, at 7 a.m. every day, you're going to sit down with the coffee for 15 minutes or whatever that is. Then that habit, you could stack the journaling on the end of that for five minutes. You could now say to yourself, okay, well, now this sacred space is going to be 20 minutes. I'm going to extend it by five minutes. At the end of the 15, I'm going to have the journal. And even if I have the journal there with me during the 15 and then at the end, boom, I just do five minutes or one minute. What if I just add one minute of journaling at the very end of this? Like, this is how I now end this habit is this one minute of journaling.
0: Let's see. That feels good.
1: That feels good. See, and that's the beauty of it. Like, this is all about your superpower. This is about you believing that you can create the reality that you want, which is the truth and getting your brain on board. And so how do you get to set yourself up for success? One minute of journaling. You might eventually have a goal of wanting 15 minutes of journaling. And today I'm going to do one minute right after my 15 minutes. And I'm going to try that on for a week. I'm going to see where I am at the end of the week. Is this feeding me? Do I love this habit? Is it making a difference? Is it time to add some more time? Or have I, without even realizing it, started journaling even longer? Because it is something that speaks to me.
0: Now I did read something about that somewhere else. I wasn't in that book because I didn't last long. Anyway, he said that somebody had started by because our, our physical health and you know, we put stuff off like that off. So somebody has started with like one push-up.
1: Yeah, James Clear, absolutely he talks about that. One more, like I can do one. You can always do one, right? I can right. do one push-up I can do, and then adding to that.
0: And yeah, well. and then this person apparently added 14 more and then added pull-ups. Started with one. And then he built like out his routine from there. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you can use that anywhere that you want, especially if we're talking about our health or our spiritual well being. Like as as women running businesses, we get to pay attention to that. It's vital to pay attention to our physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health, so that we can run an off the hook business, so that we can show up for our clients, right? So that we can be at our highest self for them. We get to be that for us
0: first too. And I know you're big on the water too. <laughs> so that might be a good one to add in there. Yeah. Add an ounce. See, this is, it's funny that you
1: say that because I like literally my habit stack in the morning. I will just stack something to my morning routine, whether it's a new thing to listen to in my time as I am super hydrated in the morning, I have a big glass of Greens, like with a probiotic, a prebiotic. Then I have another big glass of warm lemon water with some Himalaya salt. Then I'll have a cup of coffee, and then I'm a I'm a water in between a coffee, like super hydrated in the morning to really get everything—not just my brain, but my body, everything moving in the direction that it should be moving in. And that's really helpful for the day because your brain literally is like the dried out sponge on the sink, and the more that we can hydrate it, the more you see the benefit creating a new habit, the more you get focused, you're literally able to make better decisions, the more hydrated that you are, it's scientifically proven.
0: It's crazy. I didn't know that for years about the dehydration and about the water thing. I was just like, come on, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's water. But no, it really does work. So... Tell everybody about that. So, for anybody who was like me and hadn't heard that about water, well, I like the, water I like, like about your dried up sponge brain. That's yeah, good.
1: that's that's the truth. So, thinking about how unfocused and unmotivated and scattered, and just all the ways that you get a lot of that stems from dehydration your body doesn't produce water and your 70 to 80% water. It only has the water that you put in it. So if you're never putting water and we're not talking about soda, we're not even talking about coffee. That doesn't count. I would love for it to count. It doesn't water, you know, put some lemon in it or squish up some strawberries in it or something like that. Yeah. I'm going to say to you, like move the needle as much as you can on that sugar water is defeating the purpose for you water so real cold or hot like whatever makes you happy that way mint like something in it to become a person who will drink water as opposed to someone i know lots of people like i hate water i'm never drinking water and that's me you can do your own experiment about how you feel because it's not just for your brain it's your joints it's your lungs, it's everything in you to all your organs, like you're literally lubricating all of that. When you continue to give your body the water, you're detoxing.
0: I like that starting with an out. Exactly. Because it feels doable, right? Because yes, if you don't like it, you just know you don't like it. And then it becomes this dreaded thing. Mm-hmm.
1: That's the perfect to go into temptation bundling. So temptation bundling. And this is, I'm giving the credit to James Clare talks about temptation bundling as well as Katie Milkman. And I don't know what her book is, but find it. She's pretty amazing too. She's done a ton of research. She was, and I bet we can, we've all found ourselves in this situation. Well, she's a PhD student. I haven't found myself in that situation. But <laughs> she, she was school all day, coming home, I'm paraphrasing, coming home, needing to get schoolwork done, wanting to exercise, and really, though, wanting to just binge on Netflix or read a book, and found herself binging on Netflix and reading a book and not getting the other things done that she really wanted to do. So when we temptation bundle, we take something that maybe isn't our favorite thing and we reward ourselves. We bundle the temptation inside as sort of like a shit sandwich. (laughs) We bundle the temptation inside of the activity that's really good for us and that maybe is required for us to accomplish kind of a thing. What she would do is she really wanted to go to the gym, but she was just procrastinating like crazy. She was just like, ugh. So she'd go to the gym and that's when she would binge on her audiobooks. That's when she would reward herself with the Netflix binges on the treadmill, on the stationary bike. So she was looking forward to exercising because she was going to see the next episode, because she was going to hear the next chapter in the book. And so she was loading up on books to listen to while she did this. So this is one way of temptation bundling. So the one ounce of water, you could temptation bundle that around what? Like me, I drink a cup of coffee, I drink a glass of water. I mean, that could be a temptation bundle, right? You could start temptation bundling it that way as well. wrap it around, you put that good thing in the middle (laughs) and you wrap it around with maybe the thing that is not your favorite thing. Or you want to get the two things done. Like you really want to watch Netflix and like the treadmill, you know, you're feeling like it would be really good if I got on the treadmill. So get on the treadmill and watch Netflix. This is a temptation bundle. It's rewarding yourself. I have a client who Fridays in the morning is designated in her business for her least favorite tasks. So she treats herself with a smoothie bowl on Fridays and has this beautiful smoothie bowl that's her favorite as she's doing the tasks that aren't her favorite. So she is temptation bundling.
0: Interesting.
1: Can you see a place where that would fit in for you? Could you see something? Because it's really about procrastination, well, right? It is. That's, it is. Yeah,
0: I definitely want to know how how that plays into it all. Because yeah, I feel that I've tried that in the past without anybody really saying that, you know, just mm-hmm. like, okay, it's that payoff, right? The mm-hmm. reward. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'll just have the smoothie
1: bowl anyway. Like, okay. So the, and yes, I hear you. So this goes back to the identity shift, which you have experienced in space. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So when we shift our identity to the woman who is only going to have the smoothie bowl when she does the thing, like this is what she's committed to. And if you're saying like anyone that's listening, I just had this conversation with a client who's very interesting. The meaning that she had given commitment was so detrimental to her, was so disempowering that she never wanted to commit to anything because all she saw was loss in commitment. This was what she had decided long ago and her brain deleted, distorted, and generalized based on this belief that commitment was strictly a loss. And so it never let her see the places where commitment was really good for her, right? Where it was a really great thing to commit. We broke through that belief. Once she could see that the meaning that she had given commitment didn't serve her anymore, it was completely disempowering and she got a new meaning for commitment, now she could commit to being the woman who temptation bundles because there's only gain in it. There's only gain in doing that for yourself. There's only gain in committing to yourself, in showing up for yourself. And that's what those things are. It's about your identity. Am I being the woman who procrastinates and rewards, and doesn't do the hard stuff sometimes. How long do I get to be here before I get the results of her, which aren't going to be the results that I want, right? Right. Start taking that inventory. It's about an identity shift.
0: For everybody listening, you'll want to go back to episode 37. (laughs) And great episode where we talked about that. But for those people, so they can do this right now and and Mm -hmm. stay in this conversation, real quick, explain the identity. Just
1: an easy example is I'm an ex-smoker. I quit smoking over 26 years ago. And because this is my identity, my identity of being a person that does not smoke, I don't ever wake up in the morning and think, I wonder if I'll have a cigarette today. Because this is not in my identity. And so you get to ask yourself, what identity are you embodying? This would never, this is never going to be a question for me. And when I quit, I quit. Like that was it. I know there are some people who quit smoking and even years later, they're like I would love a cigarette. They've never made the identity shift. They are every day sheer willpowering themselves not to smoke. Brutal existence. Instead of stepping into the person who for them smoking is a thing of the past. There is such a difference in the energy because your willpower is finite and can you imagine giving energy to fighting your identity every single day, all day long? People do it every day, all the time, right? Yeah. On so many levels. On so many levels, as opposed to being able to step back, let go of whatever meaning they've given to that identity, and really ask themselves, like, who do I want to be? What do I want to create in my life? And does this identity of the person who takes the easy way, procrastinates, whatever, what feels to be the easy way, because it isn't, does this identity serve me? Will this get me to what I say I want my goals to be? It's all about checking in and attending. And our identities are shifting all the time because we're practicing who we are being. When we create habits, it's more than a habit. It's more than the outcome. It's the identity that we create around it. We don't just want to run a 5k. We want to be a runner because then we embody that in all that we do. And it's the same principle for whatever other thing. Like, I don't want to just read one book. I want to be a reader. Then it's going to serve me. Like I get to use that in lots of different places.
0: And that's what I was going to ask is the psychology behind it, because it is like, okay, hey, so I drank some water. Okay. Because it's more focusing on the task mm-hmm. rather than who you're becoming while you're doing the task.
1: So who are you becoming while you're doing the task though? Okay. A healthier
0: person, mm-hmm. less headaches. Okay. Okay. I can't even go beyond that. That's like well, those burn. are
1: two huge things, right? You're right. already, you're making choices to serve you in the future. You're proving to your past self that your future self can show up for you. Every time we make a choice in the direction of something that serves us in an outcome that we want in becoming that next level us, every time we do that, we build our self esteem, we build our self confidence, we prove that we can get through. What life throws at us, and we can make choices that serve us. And so we're constantly building that when we do that. The other thing with the water, this is where we get to then create like some mini affirmations or mantras around that. We would start with if you really don't like water, like I'm a woman who can drink an ounce of water, right? You can, right? Right. I'm a woman who's able to incorporate more water into my day we start proving it to ourselves because we already have habitual thoughts anyway I mean you know we're already thinking to the not positive for ourselves right like things that don't serve us so what if we started thinking and or when we look at the glass of water when I'm hydrated I am more focused I show up better I have less headaches water even helps with our blood sugar when water is it truly is a miracle but we get to start proving that to ourselves this is how we start shifting that filter and helping our brain to delete, distort, and generalize in the way that shows us what we want to see. Because in the it's way... just how the
0: brain works. Yes. Regardless of what you're putting in. Yes. Yes, it's based
1: on your beliefs. Also, I'm sure we talked about this last time because it's just such a crazy phenomenon and so true. It's called the Bader-Meinhof theory. I decide I'm going to buy this cute little white car. I haven't seen one anywhere. I just happened to like see an advertisement in a magazine or something for it online. And I go get it off the car lot as I'm pulling out of the car lot. Everyone else has this cute little white car. How is that even possible? It wasn't in my consciousness. There was no reason for my filter to let it through. Why? Like I hadn't even thought of it. I hadn't even seen it. It wasn't even a possibility for me to have this little white car. It's the same thing with achieving our goals, growing our income, choosing healthier habits. Are we believing that it's even a possibility? Are we even letting it into our consciousness?
0: That's what I was going to say. So many times we're not even conscious of the thing that it even exists because we're so focused on the mess we're in. Right. (laughs) And that's been part of the results I know with me working with you. Like you ask me at times, like, what are your limiting beliefs? I'm like, I don't even know what they are. I just know they're there because obviously I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. This is what I want. So can we focus on what I want? Which is actually, I think, a good thing because then that's what I'm going to focus on. And then that's what my brain's going to work through. And in all of that. One of the things that I found really helpful is as I have changed a habit or changed a behavior or a thought pattern, it can then turn into, in the case of water, if I'm a girl who can drink an ounce of water, then I'm sure I could drink two ounces of water. Exactly. So it's kind of that thing that like, well, if I'm a girl who can do this, well, surely I can do this. Mm. And that shifts to other things, not just the water, but other things in my life to be like, well, I was able to change that. And I'm a girl who Mm. is able to change things.
1: Oh, yes. I got chills, Teresa. I have chills. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Again, opening up the possibility, bringing it into your consciousness that you're able, you're a woman who's able to change. And then we could fill in the blank. And that gets to turn all the way into what you say after I am, right? I am a difference maker, a change maker, adaptable, full of possibility, because those are some of the most powerful words in the universe. What you say after I am, this is what you believe. This is what your brain will bring in, delete, distort, and generalize for you. So the more that you expand that, the more that you Start fighting for your limitlessness as opposed to your limitations, the more you bring that into your consciousness.
0: It's such a yes. huge shift because I know now I am a girl who sees the possibilities. And I always thought that I was without really stopping to think that I thought I was. <laughs> Our <laughs> brains are just, ugh. it is. Now I'm, I just know that I am a woman who will find the answer. I am a woman who wants to live my life differently. Mm. And this is how I want to live it. It's been mind blowing to me working <laughs> with you just even from our very first just casual conversation the things that showed up and all this work with the brain I think that we just don't give it enough credit we I think we get so caught up I know I was I can speak for me I was so caught up in the day-to-day and the things that I needed to get done and all my obligations and everything else so that's where I was focused Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I was pretty good about seeing possibilities for other people (laughs) But for me, I I could see the possibilities, but I don't have time to do them because mm-hmm. I'm over here doing this. Mm-hmm. And even with prior to us meeting, I had gone through the shift with the business where I pretty much burn it down because I I knew that I could not continue to work that way. And then recreating it, and it's in that journey. I think I had woken up a lot of those things when I met you. It was just like, like you were saying the things that I needed to hear in that moment. And then yes, it's trusting you, but it's also trusting me.
1: Exactly. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you got there because something that we haven't, I don't think we touched on last time or this time yet, the doing, my list, my actions, my doing, we are divinely feminine and masculine at our core's We are divinely feminine and we are this harmonic balance of both. And when we get out of harmony and we just get into the doing and the masculine side and the action taking and the list checking off, it is very difficult to tune into you know the answers, your intuition, those gut feelings, your magic, like literally your magic. You have all the answers you need inside you and it's trusting that it's surrendering to that is, is when the magic happens, just like the surrendering that you did. Th- that releasing was surrendering.
0: And for me, I've always believed that all the answers inside of us But I was so Mm -hmm. busy shooting on myself that I didn't have time to ask myself or hear myself, not even ask myself. The question wasn't even there. I just Mm. couldn't hear anything within myself. I can say I am having more fun in my life and in my business than I have had in so long that it's, it's just, it's incredible. And I look at some of my mentors and when I look back, they have always encouraged that, you know, to do it your way. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, there's a podcast, I think coming out today that is, um, stop trying to be Amy Porterfield. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because Amy's Amy. Why do you want to be Amy? Exactly. Why do you want to be anybody but you? absolutely and that's my whole point in it you know i have nothing against amy i don't have a thing against amy that you know amy's doing amy but that's just it you know like being able to trust yourself and be able to say what is it that i want which i'm gonna say for anybody listening i thought i was the least woo person You'd ever want to meet. But I believed these things. I believe that we do have the answers. And I do believe that it's a journey to that. You know, if I want to sit down and really think about things, but it's not as crazy as it sounds. It's really not. There's just so much. I think you and I talked about this, maybe not in the podcast, but you and I have talked about this. It's not necessarily woo, it's logic based. So Let's talk about the psychology behind procrastination and getting to that place where you can really embrace either the habit stacking or the temptation, bundling or both.
1: Sure, procrastination basically is a protection for you. You procrastinate, I don't mean you personally, I mean all of us, like we procrastinate, we think it's protecting us when we procrastinate. If we're procrastinating on putting out a piece of content in our business, on revamping the podcast, on whatever it is, right? What do you think the reasons would be logically that we would be procrastinating? What are some of the excuses that we would tell ourselves about why this was perfectly logical to be procrastinating on it?
0: Well, I know as I made the shift in the podcast, it was, well, hold on. I I said I was gonna do this and I started out And this is what it was going to be. So now I'm going to look like, so this is that distortion, right? Oh, now I'm going to look like a dumbass or I'm going to look like, God, you're wishy washy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and getting so wrapped up in those thoughts that it's like, okay, I'm just going to think about that another day. I can't. It's too much. I can't think about it right now. I, I've got these other 42 things that I need to do. So I'm just going to leave that alone.
1: Exactly. So what I heard you say, even though you didn't use these exact words, tell me if I'm wrong. Procrastination was protecting you from judgment.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, Because I had people's faces in my mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who probably don't even listen to my podcast.
1: <laughs> right? So while it felt like on the surface, procrastination protects us from judgment, is that really true? Is it really true that not doing the thing protects us from judgment?
0: Well, no, because I was judging the shit out of myself for not doing it.
1: Okay, there you go. So you were judging yourself. And honestly, I mean, let's just be honest, people are going to judge us whether we do the thing, don't do the thing, like we don't have to give any flips about it at all, right? Right. And we can get really tied up in it. So that's a whole other question about identity and belief, you know, is is that whole judgment. We could come back and talk about judgment another time <laughs> and imposter syndrome and all those things. Right. Right procrastination, the belief is, and it's a limiting belief, is that it protects us. And that's every limiting belief. Besides procrastination, that's perfection. It's all of it protects us from what we think. We think it protects us from judgment. We think it protects us from having our feelings hurt. What it's really doing is keeping us from success. Every time procrastination is keeping us from success,
0: which is then, you know, coupled right there with all the guilt because you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know after we had worked together and we did that clearing and all of that, like I sat down and I'm like, this shit cannot continue. We're changing the name. We're doing I like everything. There was nothing. There was nothing there to stop me mm-hmm. because we had taken the time to really look at it. The different things and even things we're not aware of. And there have been so many shifts in my business just in the last, oh my gosh, what, month and a half or so? Again, I'm having so much fun. I don't have that guilt. I don't have it. It doesn't mean I won't have it next week about something else. I might, you know, we're, we're growing, we're human. It's not like exactly. one and done. There's a bump in the
1: road. You yeah. get to prove to yourself, though, when that happens, here's the beauty of the work that we did together. Now, when judgment comes up or guilt comes up, you really get to say, okay, I see you, you were a habit for me for a long time. Now you're a thing of the past. You're still saying, I see you. You're not like, I don't see you hiding from it. Because that's like, eat the cookie, don't eat the cookie. You're going to eat the damn cookie most of the time, right? That's willpower again. So we're not pretending like these feelings won't come up and they don't exist. And sometimes they even need to be honored. Like, what am I feeling guilty about here? Let's check in for a second. Uh, not. This is just an old habit coming back up. And we get to say to this habit, literally, I see you. And for me, you're a thing of the past. I move my attention to, And how do I want to feel instead? What do I want to focus on instead? It's just a moment for us to attend. Like attending is one of the biggest gifts that you can give yourself ever. And attend means check in. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? Who are you being? Is that what you want to think? Is that what you want to feel? Are you being who you want to be? Just do a little attending. No guilt, no shame. It's just checking the data. The other thing that procrastination, we think, because this is all ego, primal. The other thing that procrastination protects us from is failure. This is the story that we tell ourselves, right? And yet, if we really logically, even emotionally unpack it, we can look at every time we took a step, we didn't fail. We got fuel for our future. This is when we procrastinate, because we think it's going to protect us from failure. Now it's time to attend to what's the meaning that we've given to failure. And is that really true? And who would we be without that thought, that meaning that we've given to what failure is?
0: And that's another one of my beliefs, like for a long time in my life is that there are no failures. There's just an opportunity to either do better or decide I don't really want to do that. There's no failure. There isn't. And I heard this somewhere and it stuck with me. I used to have it here on my desk somewhere, but I don't see it. It was, that's an interesting way that I'm thinking about this. How else might I think about it? Exactly. Exactly.
1: So, in NLP, we call that a reframe. We're like, hmm, how can I reframe this? When you say it's an interesting way to think about it, <laughs> in my life, like that's code, like interesting. Oh, that's ugly or that's bullshit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, oh, that's interesting. The looking outfit, right? Like, yes. So, this is a way that we, okay, I see that I'm thinking this. This is also when our brain is going to the losses, it's going to the negative. Oh, that's an interesting way of thinking about that. Why am I thinking that this is going to be a bad thing? really is what's happening underneath that for a lot of conversations like that. Because our brain tends to go to the negative, it tends to go to the loss. How do we get to reframe it to go to the gain? Where's the gain in this situation? This is an interesting way to think about this. How do I get to reframe this? What's another way where it's going to bring me a gain? Because that's also procrastination. It's seeing the losses. That's all the brain is seeing is like the loss and doing the thing. So the loss of judgment, the loss that equals failure, the loss Like someone making fun of me. It's not seeing the gains in taking the steps or taking the actions.
0: And it's so true. People are going to judge, but we're humans. That's what we do without even thinking about it. It's there. So do the thing. Do the thing. See how it feels. That has been one of the biggest gifts. And I even laugh sometimes when thoughts will come up that in the past like had me under my desk. I, I just chuckle and I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, I remember that. Right. It's it's yeah. almost sometimes like watching a rerun, like, oh, that's yeah, I see that. Exactly. And I'm so happy that it happens though, because it reminds me of how far I've come. It reminds me that. I am a girl who did that, right? It builds your self-esteem and your self-confidence, your past self. You get to say to your
1: past self, look who we are now. And you're proving to your future self, look who we are. We were there and now we're here and we're going to keep moving the needle. We're going to keep moving forward. You're constantly proving to yourself, building up your fabulous file, stretching your filter of delete, distort, and generalize
0: when you do that. So something that keeps coming up as we're talking about this is the consciousness of it all. Mm. Because... How can someone and, and that's really what more than anything, I want anyone listening who is, you know, this is like piqued their interest and they're just like, oh, how can someone become conscious? That's the thing. Like you don't like when you're in a coma, you don't know you're in a coma until you wake up from the coma. Mm-hmm. So what are some I don't even know what the question is there. It's just how do we when we're just slogging along, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm how do we even see that there's a light or that there's a possibility of another way?
1: Well, I think if they're listening to your podcast, they already know there's a possibility of another way. And so now they just get to check in and attend, right? Like there is a catalyst somewhere. There's a spark, there's a person, there's a quote that you read, there's a something where you go, huh,
0: (laughs) is that possible? Exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. And so it might be that, You're listening to this thinking, this is not possible for me. And if that's you, then I'm going to encourage you to listen to more things like this and read more books like this to start really questioning what makes you believe it's not possible because you're limitless. Like there are no limits on you except the ones you put on yourself. So what makes you question the limitlessness of it all? Notice I didn't say why, because when we say why, We say, because (laughs) (laughs) why do you think you can't? Because story, 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 story that I've told myself my whole life, right? Because my parents did this because society that because, and this is not, we're not negating traumas or anything like that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about your ability, capability, and possibility to change the way you think about something to change whether or not you believe you're worthy of having something greater. Like this is what we're talking about is letting into your consciousness is, is becoming conscious to the fact that there's another way and there's millions of people living a life that they're creating and you get to take part in that. You can stay in the rat race, you can stay slogging along. I mean, the choice is yours. We choose our hard as well. So I would much rather choose the hard of being a limitless entrepreneur than the hard of being a limited cog in a wheel for someone else. And that's me. That's my, you know, I've been both. And so I like the challenges that come with creating my reality and knowing that I get to check in and then shift what I don't like because it's all happening for me. I like those challenges. I like knowing I get to dictate those things.
0: And I think that that for me has always been, is such an important thing in my life for as long as I can remember is to have choices. Mm. Like I bristle when people tell me. What to do? Right? Yes, Me too. And Me so too. this is truly about those choices. And if you think about it, it's simply as if somebody's offering you a glass of water or a glass of your favorite beverage, you will choose your favorite beverage. And not, there's nothing right or wrong in that. That's just what you're going to do. So why not do that in your life, in your business and mm-hmm. say, you know what? This has been hard. This has been tough. Like, why don't I choose an easier way? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and there are a bazillion ways to make it easier, simpler, whatever. But I think this is a good time though, when you're talking about exposing yourself to more things like this, tell everybody about your meditation because I want them to be able to download that just to get started.
1: Yes, absolutely. So this is priming your brain for success. So you get to Feed your brain the proof first thing in the morning is my favorite time to do it, that you can embody and create the reality that you want. It's a literal brain priming of seeing your day successful. See, we're mentally rehearsing. All the time, and um, when we use it as a superpower, uh, we can have gold medal lives because these are what this is what gold medal athletes do. We, We talked about this before. They mentally rehearse. They see the outcome, the well formed outcome, the destination of the day. Or of the project or of the podcast. Like, I mentally rehearse without even thinking about it. It is like, there's no question that the end of this, when we get to the end, like, I have shown up and given everything I've got. You have asked the perfect questions for your audience, shown up and given everything that you've got. And whoever listens to it is gonna get exactly what they need. Like, there's no doubt in my mind about that. That is the well formed outcome. And the road to get there could have some bumps. Uh, we could have some technical difficulties. The power could go out. I could lose my train of thought. It's a good thing there's <laughs> editing, right? All those good kind of things. That doesn't change the outcome. That just grows me as a human on the way to the outcome. This is what mentally rehearsing and brain priming is all about. It's setting yourself up for success. So first thing in the morning, I'm seeing myself at the end of the day, legs kicked up, like having a glass of water, saying, "Yeah, I really showed up today," right? Like whoa. Well, who did I talk to? How did I make other people feel? How did I feel? You get to, when I talk to clients, I'm like, what are you going to wear? Put on your perfume, smell it. Like all the pieces showing up at your best, at at your most successful. Here's where you get to determine what success is, right? Like it's you. There's no, there's no competition in this. It's just you. So mentally rehearsing how a day is going to go, how a morning is going to go. If you've got you know, project due or emails that need to go out and you don't love writing those emails. Who do you get to be at the end? How's it going to feel at the end? What's the outcome going to be? And then you get to see yourself like showing up like a boss, typing those emails out, having a little, oh, temptation bundling, having a little treat coffee while you're doing it, right? So priming your brain. This is how you jumpstart, really starting to shift your identity is this guided meditation. It's about 12 minutes and it's really setting you up for success. I highly recommend listening to it daily for at least 30 days to just really get yourself moving in the direction of everything you've ever wanted.
0: And we'll put the link in the show notes. Go ahead and tell everybody if they're trying to get over there right now while they're listening, tell sure. them where they can find it.
1: It's at Mindy, M-I-N-D-I, Hebner, H-U-E-B-N-E-R, dot rcom forward slash meditation and the number two I should make that easier I know but it is what it is
0: it is what it is it is what it is it works because you've had so many downloads and it's helping so many people so exactly so they're getting there they're figuring
1: it out they're getting there they're getting there it's on my list to make it
0: you know a damn list So let's circle back. So when we were talking about the uh, habit stacking and the temptation bundling, so you're a businesswoman, share just so that people can really start to embrace that. What, What are some quick things that they can do to start? small and build bigger
1: in the habit stacking and temptation bundling either
0: or both because you know in the business realm because you know we talk about water we talk about fitness we talk about these things and I know some people because I used to be that girl who was like all right that's all well and good what about the business part of it yeah I want to build my business
1: okay so I'm going to tell you like how you do one thing is how you do everything and little hinges swing big gates and so if you're saying drinking water doesn't matter to my business maybe it's time to get curious about what other limiting beliefs you have, about things that don't matter to your business. You are a whole human. like It comes out of you. Habit stacking uh, in my business day looks like when I finish with, uh, I have three different types of clients that I work with. And so two of those clients are short periods of time. They're 20-minute sessions that I have with them. As soon as those are done, I enter my notes and send the recording. Like this is, I could wait. I could be like, oh, this is the this is the habit stack. It's the completion of it. So I'm stacking the habits inside there. I'm also like temptation bundling, to be honest with you, because so my favorite part is the coaching, right? I mean, that's that's the part I love. And I'm front-loading the reward. I'm doing the coaching. And then I'm doing the follow-up work right away so it's just done like i'm just done i don't have to think about it i don't have to procrastinate about it i know because of what i coach like the procrastination does nothing for me it just makes me like oh no i'm to still do that right like there, there's no putting it off so that's one of the habit stackings that i that i do when i finish a session i do the paperwork with it like it's all of it in one time
0: I love that I had this conversation earlier this week, uh, the number of people who love the, the part that we do the part that we love. And the notes, I mean, I've talked to therapists, I have talked to businesswomen, I just across the board. This is something that people just like, I just want to do the thing that I love. And you know, because you you feel like you're making a difference, whatever. And now I have to document everything and it's like, Oh, my God, okay, I'll just do that later because you want relief from the thought that has already started, right? But I could see that as the temptation bundling, like, okay, you've got to do the great part. Mm -hmm. And now go ahead and do the part you don't really love. And then you'll be able to, right? Right. That when you do this, then you do that, then you'll Um, be able to do that.
1: What else could I temptation? But so this is a great little way to like for someone to really be thinking about this. So I love the coaching part, of course. I mean, it's not that I don't, I hate the note part. It's just that like, yeah, that's not nearly as fun as the coaching part. Right. I mean, you're not seeing the transformation in that. So I'm front loading. I'm doing the piece that I don't love. What could I do during that? Could I, you know, I put my favorite song on, could there be like a favorite song that I love that can like really pump me up for doing that? Could I, at that time, have that piece of dark chocolate or whatever it is? Like, how could I make that more enjoyable? Because get, I get to love my work. And I do. I do love my work. And so how do I get to find more ease in it? And how do I get to make these habits really serve me? And so that's one way too, right? Is I, I, could, I could front load it. And then what could I put on the end to just like exclamation point it when that thing in the middle isn't always my... My favorite thing if I'm front loading, and so that's a way that I habit stack. And I don't even always like give myself a treat at the end. Honestly, for me, and for a lot of people, I'm sure that are listening, like the treat is the like "Ah, it's done. (laughs)
0: Yes,
1: (laughs) you know, like it just that it feels good that it's 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 complete. Yes, it's complete. I don't have to think about it. It's complete, and that's definitely one of the habit stacking things that I do in my business for sure. And now it just made me think of a way to temptation bundle with it as well. We did talk about things on my list that I don't necessarily get to. And let's just be honest. The things that are really important on my list are the game changers. They are always, what's always going to take priority is coaching and getting that, that message out there. And then when there's downtime, which there hasn't been lately when there's downtime then i will look at those other things it's so funny i always i always get this why mixed up i don't know working in the business working on the business you know like those are so wherever whichever one that is those take the back seat all the time for me like i know it And I'm okay with it. And there is a time to get that and to do that and to put that in. And so what habit do I get to create around that? Is it a weekly check-in? Like, how can I make this the best use of my time? Is it just a weekly check-in of a Trello? Because I literally have a Trello board, like a Trello board of sort of a download of eventually this needs to happen kind of a thing. Is it a weekly check-in? And I take two things off the list. I mean, how simple would that be to do that, to just plug the time in? and do it. And so what's my motivation? Like here we are, we're setting up a habit stack or we're setting up a, a temptation bundle right now for someone who's listening. And for me, like we're literally doing it for me. I'm creating it with you. So w- what would my motivation be? Well, I would have a way easier link as I do podcasts all the time, right? That would be nice that people could just like remember it and they wouldn't have to know how to spell my last name. <laughs> and I could temptation bundle it. I could put something fun with it. I could have a little oat milk latte while I check for those things off my list that aren't taking priority. And I I just realized something too, it's funny that we, I am procrastinating on them, not out of fear of failure or judgment or anything like that. It's really out of a prioritizing kind of a thing. So sometimes procrastination can come into our lives because we feel like we're prioritizing other things that are more important. And then we just get to do what just happened now, a little check-in, like this would be a good thing to prioritize in the next two weeks. How do I get to do that? How do I get to show
0: up? And it feels like for these things that might not take as long, that that would be the best way to habit stack that Mm -hmm. very short thing, right? So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's just say in this case, you thought, oh, okay, I just want a link that is going to be this, right? This is just going to be easy. So maybe I just need to look at what link I would like that to be. I don't have to go do it and change it or anything else. I just need to take a step towards it. So like the one ounce of water.
1: Exactly, exactly. We also find that when it is so small like that, like, okay, well, now I know what the link is. Like, how much longer is it going to take me to just create it? Right? Like, then we get to start proving to ourselves that we're capable
0: right? I really am so glad we had this conversation because I did literally as we were leading up to this, I knew we'd have a great conversation. We always do.
1: Well, you guys, podcast listeners, uh, very authentic today because you got to see me a, like offer up a place where I could create a habit, right? Where I could have it stack in temptation bundle and a place where I was using procrastination and calling it priority. And I was, and it gets to be something that I put into, like I said, the next two weeks. And so so
0: this was, was super amazing. Yeah, I like it's so good to be here again. Always a good time, my friend. So we'll put all the links in there. We'll find Katie's link to her book. We'll find out how to spell Charles's name. We'll put James Clear. We'll put all those in the notes. Fantastic. Absolutely for your meditation because it's a fabulous place to start. And just this thing that we just did, This it just it's the consciousness of it, right? It's mm-hmm. just consciousness of it so mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to say just because that minimizes it it's huge it's you think it's such a small thing and then it's just like all righty then well I know you'll be back we'll talk about judgment we'll talk about <laughs> imposter syndrome we'll talk awesome. about all this stuff awesome. So awesome we'll put your links in there too real quick tell everybody how you said that you work with people three different ways tell them oh. how they can work with you
1: Absolutely. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and a certified NLP practitioner. So you can do some NLP and hypnosis work with me. And that's an amazing way to sort of jumpstart working with me, uproot limiting beliefs. And then with hypnosis, we plan a new garden and we Amen. align. we align your conscious and your subconscious. So that's one way you can work with me. Another way is I have unlimited laser coaching which is truly like, that's my, that's sort of my favorite child right now, because it's just these amazing breakthroughs that are happening in these really in 15 minute sessions. That's unlimited for a whole year laser coaching with me. And then I have my 16 week intensive unlock your magic. And that's where uh, we are best friends an hour a week (laughs) for 16 weeks. And you do some of the most amazing transformative work of your entire life. Like it is foundational shifting for you as is all the work. I'm not going to lie. Like you get to show up and decide where you want to start and where you want to be. Lots of my 16 week clients will then go to laser coaching because then they just, they get me all the time. They get to just keep checking in about those habits and keep checking in about those beliefs. Those are the three ways to work with me.
0: And I love that because you get to meet people where they are. Exactly. And sometimes we have time for all that. And sometimes we don't. I talk to so many women who are busy. And it's just like, I I don't have the time. I know that I would love to do some work around this, you know, doing that two session start, and then just going from there and figuring it out. You could just jump into that 15 to 20 minutes, because I've got 1520 to 20 minutes to just chat and be like, Hey, this is what's happening. Help me out. So then I can go back out and do what I need to do and come back when I'm ready for more. Exactly. On a future podcast, since you said I would be invited back. We
1: could absolutely too, like behind the scenes of what a laser session would look like. And you could have one and everybody could hear what what that's like too.
0: All right. Sounds good. You know, I'm up for it. I'm like, bring it on. Mindy, thanks so much for being here. I so so love and appreciate you i'm so happy that our paths have crossed and the work that you're doing i just trust and believe that every time somebody is going to hear something that they need and you're going to be able to help them become the best version of themselves always a pleasure Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Growth Strategies Cafe podcast. If it resonated with you, be sure to share it on Facebook and tag me to let me know how you're using this info to grow your online business. And of course, you're always welcome in our free Facebook community, and you can get there by going to growthstrategiescafe.com forward slash Facebook. Hey, while you're at it, go ahead and invite a friend. We'd love to have you.